Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Instructional Snapshots, McGill Jaramillo and ask me questions if I was confusing. Today, a look at a couple of pitchers that probably are not um, highly on your prospect radar, but nonetheless, they are in instructional ball and deserve a look. Gabriel Jaramillo is a 6'1", 178-pound right-handed pitcher, from Macaray, uh, from Macaray, Venezuela, which is about 52 miles from Caracas. And as a 21.337-year-old pitcher, it's a bit odd that he would be in the instructional ball in that he missed 2019 with an injury, presumably an injury, and 2018, he pitched two games, three and two-thirds innings, seven hits, two runs, three strikeouts. Not a whole lot of there there yet that I can see. Of course, perhaps he was actually pitching rather well and came down with an injury at some point along the line. And those numbers aren't representative of who he is. However... Any player who is 21.33, he's going to be 22 years old in a matter of weeks, and he hasn't pitched a single game in the United States. So one might wonder why would Gabriel Jaramillo be in the instructional ball, whereas there are some other people who wouldn't be? Well, one thing may be they want to get him some innings. Some players have an easier time in their environs getting innings in than others. And the team wants all their pitchers to get in as proper of innings of account as they can. So if the goal is we want them to get the equivalent of 70 innings, this is a way to increase that number for Jaramillo or anyone else who hasn't. Another idea which jumps out at me and bangs me on the head a couple of times like it's a frying pan is maybe Gabriel Jaramillo is on one of the player-to-be-named later lists. After all, the Cubs do have a couple of players-to-be-named-later headed elsewhere. And maybe Gabriel, Gabriel Jaramillo is one of those players that might be being selected by whichever team. Possibility. Uh, I don't know which one I'm going to buy into, but the possibility is there. Uh, I do appreciate you guys listening to these. Some of the players are completely alien to you, I know, or at least to some of you. Some of you probably have a better idea about the players than I do. But uh, that you are listening, that you're taking the time to check out the podcast and see if there's any information that works for you 
You have no idea how much it means to me. I don't know that this would be the one you would recommend to a new listener, but maybe it is. Um, If so, uh, give them a link on Facebook or Twitter or on an email or wherever. Ask me to help you if that would be of of assistance. Um, Anchor allows sponsorships of podcasts, should you be interested in that. But simply the art the act of you listening and considering sharing with friends. The numbers have been amazing the last couple weeks. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for thinking ahead and contemplating a deeper dive. A deeper dive as we get to Trevor McGill from Loyola Marymount. Well, I have a couple of minutes still to spare in the podcast. One of the deeper dive things that you can consider doing, and I strongly recommend at some point during the off-season, you figure out what that deeper dive thing is that you're interested in. For some people, it might be the DFA wire. For some people, it might be getting to know a specific divisional foe a lot better than they do now. You have how many weeks until the season starts? If you take a half an hour a week, to learn something about something, you'll be fairly uh, conversant about it in February, March, and April when it starts to matter again. Loyola Marymount begs the premise of following a college baseball team. I really don't care whereabouts you are. I don't know where you are, but probably somewhere within, oh, I don't know how far. There's probably some adequate baseball program either near you or near your heart. Possibly you are a big, I don't know, maybe you're a Duke fan. Follow Duke's baseball team. Maybe you're a big fan of Texas. Follow one of the Texas schools. Pick a school. Find a school. Loyola Marymount would be fine to follow. They had a pitcher of interest this season. Uh, There were some injury concerns on him. But uh, a lot of the, I guess you would call them secondary schools in the California area are perfectly useful to follow. Even if they don't have a guy kicking butt this year, they'll probably play somebody who's kicking butt. If you're paying paying attention to your team as well as the teams that your team is playing, you will run into some information. Trevor McGill went to Loyola Marymount and was drafted twice, once by the St. Louis Cardinals. He did not sign with them. Then he signed with the San Diego Padres after being drafted by them the next year, and he matriculated up the San Diego Padres system in 2019. Yes, 2019. Boy, I'm getting my years confused. Uh, 2019, he had... A 3.86 ERA at the three top levels in at three of the top levels in the Padres system and was left unprotected in the Rule 5 draft. The Cubs decided to poach McGill. And after McGill cleared waivers in 2020, the Cubs and Padres came to an agreement and the Cubs got to keep Trevor McGill. The question with Trevor McGill this offseason will be, should he be given a 40-man roster spot? He 
received a 40-man roster spot when he was claimed in the Rule 5 draft in January or in December, uh, lost the 40-man roster spot in oh, that would have been July. And if he is left unprotected, he can be claimed by another team in the same Rule 5 draft. If he is given a 40-man roster spot, he is exempted from the Rule 5 draft. But he keeps the 40-man roster spot through the entire offseason. So one of the discussion topics I will be having through the offseason is, should Trevor McGill be given a 40-man roster spot I haven't gotten that far yet because there's a whole lot of steps to go before then. However, Trevor McGill is pitching in the instructional ball, giving the Cubs a better idea on whether he should be retained. After all, if he is mowing through people in the instructional ball, both in practice and in the games that they're going to be, he probably will be protected. If he's getting lit up like a Christmas tree, he probably won't. And... Trevor McGill is one of my faves on the show because he had somebody from his family call in and correct me on how to pronounce his name in a long-ago podcast, and that was wonderful. It reminded me how cool the call-in contest line is, and if you ever have a question for me, feel free to call on the contest line. All you got to do is you're probably looking at some sort of a screen that indicates what podcast you're listening to. Probably on that screen or maybe a screen before or after, there would be something that says, ask a question. Click on that. It will allow you the opportunity to like, give me a answering machine message. And whatever answering machine message you give me very very well may become a podcast. Um... Between McGill and Jaramillo, I don't have... Neither of them are major pieces as far as I think they will be earth-changing pitchers in the Cubs pipeline. But they're both in the instructional ball this offseason. And as they are, they both deserved a bit of a discussion. And I think I have done that. Fairly adequately. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon, as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that one worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs go. And be nice to people.